Hello, I'm Jeff. I'm Jason. And it's The Hour. And on today's super duper extra special episode... Pandering to supporters, Trump promises to make boats float again. Finally, our robot overlords get a blog. Unable to swat fly, Swatter takes the nuclear option. Scientists think they may be able to use bubbles to stop hurricanes. In related news, Trump sends toy lawnmowers to Puerto Rico. One maverick cop has a partner this fall in bad boys. Nice. And atheists and agnostics sleep better than Catholics and Baptists sleeping longer with fewer disruptions. Who knew a lifetime of unnecessary guilt could lead to problems down the road? Must be all that unfettered coveting of the neighbor's stuff. Mm, get that house. Well, and when an atheist gets down on their knees before bed, everyone involved sleeps better. That is true. Truth mm-hmm. will set you free. <laughs> so, hello. Hello. Uh, I, we're, I'm having some microphone problems tonight. I'll just say it. I don't know what's going on. Um, it's getting, it's getting louder right now. I don't know if you'll be able to hear it on the pod or not, but... Um, yeah. For me, it's very consistent sound. Wonderful. I'm glad. Because you're you're the only other. wonderful. Oh. I'm glad. All right. That's weird. <laughs> <laughs> so as I was saying, my mic's shitty tonight. I don't know why. That's weird. Yeah. Can I get a better uh, sound engineer? I have to, yeah. Uh, Callie's sleeping on the job right now. Literally. You need a Roz. I need to get it. Everyone needs a good Roz, you know? <laughs> she got that throaty laugh and, um, you know, the promiscuity. Yeah. You got to have something to make fun of, right? Exactly. So, Jason, how was your week? Ugh. 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 All right. Ugh. Moving so, on. <laughs> so, school started this week. Oh, yeah. And it was the most joyless day of teaching ever. Oh, yeah? Yeah, like, you know, usually there's some you know energy and excitement. Like, none of the students seemed excited to be there. None of them, like, there was downtime where I was like, all right, well, I finished all my stuff a few minutes early. Talk amongst yourselves. We sat for 10 minutes in silence. Ooh. Isn't that every teacher's dream, though? A class that doesn't talk? I mean, not when I ask them a question. Oh, and I'm man. like, hey... You know, it's first day of school stuff, so it was easy stuff. I was asking him, like, some goofy questions, like, if you could be famous, what would you be famous for? Dying of coronavirus. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Uh, or I was like, so we study a lot of dead people uh, because they did great things for us to remember them by. Uh, when you die, what do you want to be remembered for? Dying of coronavirus. <laughs> uh, that's a big field there's like 120,000 people just in america <gasps> oh yeah that's true you're it's not like being exactly a professional unique. sports player <laughs> that's true um yeah so it, then there was like you know we've all been locked in the house if you could go anywhere right now and you know money and coronavirus weren't an issue where would you go i would die of coronavirus <laughs> yeah the morgue <laughs> Too late. We're already here because this class is dead. Hey, <laughs> that's funny. So that you would ask those questions and just people just weren't answering at all. 
Yeah, just yeah. nothing. That sucks. Like I had to like start cold calling on people. And there's only like six people in the class. So I'm like, all right, well, this isn't going to take long. It's not going to be easy to hide. <laughs> but there's like 30 people. You've got to, you know, at least the idea that maybe if I look the other direction, they'll pick someone else. Yeah. And I can get through because after like five, the teacher will give up and move along. But when there's only six, I'll just call on all six of you. I got, I didn't get called out, but um, the professor called us out one time when he asked a question that nobody knew the answer to. And he goes, all right, I can see you all opening your books and leafing through the text. I know you're just trying to avoid being called on. (laughs) (laughs) So there's this uh, funny, it's a painting from like the 1800s. Uh, of a bunch of people and they're all looking in different directions and one guy actually has a bl- blindfold on and it's been bopping around the internet uh, with a caption that says my students when I ask a question that's funny and so for a while when they were doing this I made it my background on my laptop so every time my screen was on on the projector it was just a giant comic of that <laughs> and I was like I see you you can't hide from me you know and then today we had um, we we got our shipment of Chromebooks for the students late, and they were supposed to go out last week to so that everyone would have them for the first day of school, and the delivery came late, so they weren't ready. And so today, uh, I spent like four hours sorting and labeling and unpackaging Chromebooks. It was just like, ugh, ugh. it's exhausting. I, I think. Uh, I think people who don't teach maybe don't understand how exhausting it is. Yeah. Because like, imagine like when you're on a meeting or a call that you're running and you're like constantly having to like run everything you're on. Right. But the meeting's usually like an hour long and then you can go back to your desk and like flip through your Instagram and play angry birds for a minute or, you know, walk to the coffee maker or whatever. It's like, all day it's just you're constantly on a call that you're running yeah there's zero downtime there's not a single second in the day where you're not you know ask answering 1500 questions that you already answered i did a thing uh, a student survey and i put a little test in there to see if they read the directions and so i have a question on the survey that says what's the thing nobody ever expects And in the instructions, it says, the thing nobody ever expects is the Spanish Inquisition. Oh, okay. So far, I think I've got about 100 students who have answered it so far. Zero have gotten it correct. Oh, boy. And it's only like an eight-question quiz, so it's not like they probably got too far into it and were like, oh, you know, I forgot about it. They just, they don't read it. Yeah. You know what the crazy part is, though? Is this is your dream job. I fell into my career. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> and mine's so much easier <laughs> uh, good times a weird, uh, so I was driving home today and I was at a, a interchange where uh, 275 and 94 merge together there's the big clover leaf there sure sure and this this pickup truck comes comes into the 94 from from 275 and it's got a shit ton of stuff in the back like someone's moving or something right 
But it was all just thrown willy-nilly. And it was all very square-type things. It was like a dresser and a chair. and a, Like, you could have neatly put it in there, but it's like all askew and like a leg sticking up. And I was like, what the fuck's going on with that? It seemed very weird to me. So I think, okay, here's my theory about those people. You know there's there are people that just go and pick up other people's garbage? Yeah, yeah, There's the trash collectors. Yeah, I think that's I've probably them. Before. Maybe. I don't know. It looked very, like... Like it was part of a set. Interesting. Okay. I mean, maybe someone was throwing out a set of stuff, but I don't know. It seemed a little funky. Yeah. Eh. That's weird. So, yeah, that's uh, that's about it. I did get to watch a movie last night, so that's fun. Oh, a movie. Wow. Was, uh, yes. It was uh, called Stan and Ollie. It's about Laurel and Hardy. Oh, very nice. I think I've wanted to see that. It was pretty good. Laurel and Hardy, very funny. They are very funny. Like even now, like almost 100 years later. Yeah. Very funny. Lots of good uh, sight humor. Yeah. A lot of that stuff is... Um, hold on. Oh, wait. We're back. A lot of that stuff is, is still funny to me. Like that, oh, yeah. Because um, in... And I know that they... Like, those type of people were playing off, like, the vaudeville... Vaudeville mm-hmm. side of kind of comedians. Um, mm-hmm. But that's... The, the first time anybody ever heard those jokes or those types of jokes was with Laurel and Hardy or with... Um, let's say Lucille Ball or the Three Stooges mm-hmm. or whatever, and it was insane. They did this funny bit where they were uh, at a train station and they were supposed to meet up. And so, like, there's two doors for like the ticket office and like a waiting room, and then there's a bench, you know, apparently on the the platform. And so the one's waiting for him, and he's not seeing him. He's starting to get impatient, so he goes in the ticket booth. And as he goes in the ticket booth, the other one comes out of the waiting room. And so, like, it's this continuous, like, they're going in and out, and they keep missing each other. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, but then there's this funny second where he, like, goes into the ticket office, and, like, three seconds later, the other one comes out of the ticket office. Like, surely you would have seen each other. It was... <laughs> right. But it's, like, unexpected. You expected him to come out the other door, but then he comes out the door, the guy just came through. So Yeah, they still Very didn't funny. see him. That's funny. Yeah, there's, <laughs> there's I mean, uh, sitcoms and stuff still do that stuff. Mm-hmm. Man. Not as well. No, not as well, of course. How was your week? Uh, well, it was good. I, you know, my daughter started school this week too, so she had a, a half day yesterday and a half day today, and she mm-hmm. had ex- exactly three minutes worth worth of work to do every uh, for both days. Mm. So I was confused. That's I was like, fun. I must be missing something. I must have <laughs> missed an email from the teacher. So I emailed the teacher, "Hey, what should we be doing?" And she's like, "No, just just watch that." She she posted a YouTube video of her reading a book. And then that's hmm. what. So, but she's like, I mean, my daughter's teacher like gets on a Skype call and reads a book to them. So, <laughs> right. So she's preparing all that stuff, and she'll do all that stuff with them. But she hasn't doesn't have it prepared yet. Even though they pushed the school year back a, a week, but I, I'm not complaining. I'm just saying it's like, I don't know. Also, they need to have someone from the corporate world go and um, tell teachers like, not that you need this necessarily, but like how to do a Skype call. Or mm-hmm. how to do Zoom. Oh, no. Yes, I I understand how my colleagues are. <laughs> yeah, you know. You know <laughs> Not all of them. Are. Like, you know, <laughs> but many of them. I'm like, you're younger than me. How do you not know this? Right. Like, you grew up with more computers than I did. Yeah. But uh, her we teachers, the... 
Um, oh, her teacher's audio was all blown out, and you could barely understand her. But I don't, I don't want to be the one to tell her that. But she doesn't know because she can't hear herself on the calls. Mm-hmm. But then mm-hmm. she can hear. She probably played the YouTube video for herself, and so she can hear that. So that's probably yeah. she doesn't give a shit. It's very distracting. I mean, I think they there's just so many different things that they're trying to learn. They're just like, I don't have time. This is good enough right. to, to give. I mean, I myself am more extra, so I'm like. No, no, no. This is going to be a little bit different. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, you were already recording YouTube videos and stuff for yeah. your classes anyway. So, but, uh, but no, I, I, I feel like anytime someone says like school should be run like a business, I'm like, no, fuck you. You're wrong. However, uh, I feel like customer service and office settings would be very beneficial backgrounds for teachers. I agree, especially right now. And um, so right now you mentioned the Chromebooks just got in, so they have iPads that are, they're coming in that they're there, but they haven't been, I don't know how many iPads these people have to have to set up, but, um, I used to do that for a living. I, mm-hmm. I could do it in my sleep and they didn't ask for volunteers. They just have their like overworked tech guy mm-hmm. who was doing more tech. Like they could bring on like a part-time tech person, yeah. um, somehow. Well, and if just, it's anything like my school, we, we processed 474 Chromebooks. Right. But the those were just the new that. ones. Yeah, the teachers did that, though, not the tech people. Yeah, it was yeah, funny because uh, we were in there, there. The committee had like four people on it. I was one of the people on it. Uh, and the person who was kind of running it, she was the first one on the committee. And today, as we were doing all this, she's like, you know, when I when I signed up for this committee, I thought it'd be like helping explain how to use Google Classroom or do videos, not like, you know, arrange every computer for 800 students uh, and all how the pickup's going to go and like all this stuff. That was not what I signed up for. Well, and then once they get them, they're going to need help with it because the parents are <laughs> the parents are just as dumb as the teachers are for this technology. <laughs> so they're going to have problems. So they're not going to be able to sign in and blah, blah, blah. It's not going to work because they didn't charge it or they didn't plug it in right or whatever, you know. Mm-hmm. And so they're going to need someone to call, and they're not going to have anybody to call. So now teachers are going to be tech support. So they should have hired a hired a person to be tech support and answer phones uh, and stuff. Apparently, at my daughter's school, there is a tech support because like uh, Becky was having problems with her being able to get to her Google classrooms. Yeah. And she emailed the teacher, and then she was like, "No, nope, I'm going to email tech support because this poor teacher." And so she emailed tech support, and within like a couple hours, they had fixed everything. Oh, so, interesting. Okay. Well. Yeah. So maybe your daughter's school needs a, a tech support. Maybe there is one. And I just don't know it. You'd think they would tell you, hey, if you have problems with your shit, call this person. Don't call your teacher. Well, (laughs) did you read all the directions? Of course not. Well, there you go. It's probably in the directions. Probably. Right next to the part where they said uh, the thing no one's expecting is the Spanish Inquisition. Exactly. Other than that, how was your week? Uh, Well, um, that was fine. And then so I've been doing these these, uh, Instagram live videos. I don't know. If anybody's, I know that you you watched part of one, and some other people watched part of one. I don't know if anybody's watching these, but I'm cooking on these mm-hmm. on these uh, um, Instagram live things, and uh, they're I like doing it. Um, mm-hmm. I think it's fun. So it's I'm, I kind of have to keep thinking about it like this podcast. Like I don't care if anybody listens. I just I'm having a good time doing this, you know. So uh, it also is, is trying to help me keep um, keep myself. Uh, eating better food because I, I've uh, all those vegetables today looked really good. They were so I still don't like Brussels sprouts. Uh, Brussels sprouts are hard. Like Becky will eat Brussels sprouts, but she has like this uh, 
Asian kind of recipe for them. I just don't like the flavor. Uh, that's that's my thing. Like, it's not that it's poorly prepared. It's just, yeah. I just don't like the taste of it. It's like yeah. kind of bitter and yeah. yeah it, it it's like a I don't know. Like if you were eating clothing, it would be like the gym shorts <laughs> of cl- of clothing. It's like how cauliflowers taste like farts. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um, yeah. No, but I, I agree with you. I did. I, I did see this recipe. one recipe that uh, it was bacon, mm-hmm. and um, uh, Brussels sprouts, and that sounded mm. pretty good. I mean, bacon often can help. Yeah, it helps. But there's things. only so much you can do. That's true. Yeah. Um, but anyway, I, so I, I like. I enjoyed watching them when I, you know, I pop on and it's like, oh, Jeff is live. I'll go, oh yeah, I'll watch that. Yeah. Uh, so the original plan with them was to um just have videos in on igtv mm-hmm. and then people just watch them or don't or whatever um but it took so long to upload the videos um and i tried doing it like doing instead of recording the video on instagram recording it on my phone instead and then uploading it to instagram and it took so long to upload that it just wasn't worth doing so the ig the instagram live is cool because then it just records it automatically. But then mm-hmm. at the same time, it notifies everybody, all my followers, that I've I've gone live or whatever. And that seems a little self-serving. Like that's not really <laughs> what I wanted. <laughs> hey, you're not doing it. Instagram's doing it. That's right. It's not my fault. It, Instagram's like your hype man. It is. Like, watch his thing. Yeah. He's cooking. <laughs> He's cooking. So I'm looking What's at... Bro? I mean, I'm looking at my things. It's got 28 views, 30, 22... Five. I mean, 18. I don't even think I have 28 followers on, on Instagram, so oh, wow. got I feel f- like that's pretty good. But, you know, I'm a weirdo on social media. Yeah, I've got 70. So <laughs> there you go. Because I don't deny the, the scams that follow me. <laughs> <laughs> and, and mine is uh, definitely, oh, no, I guess I've got 76 followers. Wow, look at you. I had no idea. Oh, it's getting... Not that any of that matters. Well... If you'd like to follow Jeff Ooh. on Instagram, you can follow him uh, relevant two underscores username. Yeah, or if you have comments or suggestions about the pod or anything else, email us at thehourpod at gmail.com. Or you can like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash thehourpod. Yeah. Okay. And tweet us at thehourpod, too. Oh, yeah. But don't. Because <laughs> I, never, I never check it anymore. <laughs> Actually, That's people... Where People could have been tweeting us, and I have no idea. <laughs> well, I follow us on Twitter, and usually if someone tweets, I would, like, add us when I see it since I follow them. No, maybe not. I'm not sure. Uh, ignore what I just said. Blech. I don't know how social media works. Not, nor do I. <laughs> but I know how updates work. Ooh. And we've got some updates. Hooray. I'm so glad you do this. Uh, in episode 108, it wasn't Billy Jean. Uh, during our lightning round, we talked about the Smash Mount concert at the Sturgis Motorcycle Rally in North Dakota. And then in episode 110, we did an update saying that over 100 cases were linked to that motorcycle rally. Wow, that's a lot of cases. 100. It is. Well, guess what? Two weeks later, <laughs> there are now more than 250,000 cases linked to that motorcycle rally. Oh, wow. And. And North Dakota has the highest per capita rate of COVID. So, well done. 250,000 is slightly higher than 100. It, a little bit. Yeah. Just, just a bit. That's what? 
2,500 times 100? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, 2,500. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm right. like, I don't know. I'm dismissing it because I don't want to do it. And then I'm looking at it like, yeah, 2,500, yeah. 2, yeah. Uh, but, I, you know, you can't really expect much different because, for example, one of the shirts at the rally read, screw COVID, I went to Sturgis. Uh, which can now be available for purchase at the local funeral homes. <laughs> did you write that joke? I did. That is hilarious. You like it? <laughs> yes, I love it. <laughs> yeah, you don't know what your, what your grandma wanted to wear? Screw COVID, I went to Sturgis. Oh, my goodness. I mean, if someone in my family was stupid enough to do something like that and I was in charge of planning their funeral, I would 100% put them in a shirt like that. <laughs> To remind everyone at the funeral, this is why we're here. Right. This Dumb person is, is... Right. We had another blip. Blip, blip, blip. I don't know what's happening. It's really shitty. I tried to blame my daughter because she was messing with the microphone, but it, it maybe wasn't her. I don't know. <laughs> it's fine. Let's move on. Shall we? Sure. Okay. Go on. <laughs> oh, don't don't you, you do the updates? Recording. We do have one more update. Okay, yeah. Uh, in episode 106, Hot Dog Cobbler, Ooh, we talked about the mystery seeds from China. Ooh, the China seeds. Yes. Uh, well, apparently, <laughs> I think China seeds or something else. <laughs> uh, apparently, Amazon is reportedly barring the sale of foreign plants to the U.S. in a ban that went into effect last Thursday. Interesting. So, okay. China's like, none of your mystery Chinese seeds. Huh. I think there's a... So I've bought a couple of plants from a couple of different places, like mm -hmm. indoor plants, and mm -hmm. they have the same little label steak or whatever you call it. I don't know what you call those. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying, though? Yeah, yeah, the little things. They're the same the brand. Steak. Yeah. So uh, there must be like a company that does a lot of these. But anyway, on them, it's like, I'm from South India. It's like, cool. Calm down. It's fine. <laughs> do, do you need water or not? It's doing the job of plants, or it's doing a plant job that American plants don't want to do. I don't know. I fucked it up. <laughs> a plant job. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and we have a correction. In episode 110, the sun will come out unless solar panels are in use tomorrow. Uh, there was a plane flying over, and we're like, what is that plane? And you're like, oh, that's a cool plane. And I said, uh, I correctly identified it as being a World War II plane. And I said it was like a C-10 or something. It was actually a C-47. So there you go. You know, you could have left that off of there and nobody would have known that you were wrong. And how do you? How did you know? Did you? What? What? How did you know? Like, I, did you think about it more and think, no, that wasn't a C-10? No, when I said it was a C-10, I knew it wasn't a C-10. Oh, Okay. Uh, so then you, you or I knew that I, it. I knew that I was most likely wrong. I was like, I don't, th it didn't sound right. Okay. So then so you I corrected, you, you looked it up and corrected yourself. I did. So I just did a quick Google search and was like, you know, what was it? And I was like, oh, it's a C-47. Uh, actually, it's also a DC-3. Oh, so okay. That's cool. DC-3 uh, is the name from Douglas, whatever. Uh, and the military calls it a C-47. Ah. They also used it for a bomber for a bit, but they didn't like it. They thought it was shitty. So they were like, eh, we'll just throw uh, paratroopers out of it. So, okay. A, a, Go on. 
A plant job, by the way, is when you get jacked off by a plant. <laughs> I think there's a number of animes about that. Give me the plant. <laughs> I uh, actually, so I found uh, a movie in my collection called The Killer Eye. <laughs> We've mentioned this on the pod. Before. Have we mentioned it on the pod before? So I've got it on video now, and actually, I have a VHS player now, and I'm thinking of playing it. <laughs> Maybe I'll burn it to DVD and distribute it illegally. <laughs> Well, you know, it's not as bad if you're trying to make it a cult classic. That's true. It is the oh, director's yeah. cut, so, you know. Uh, well, there you go. The Killer Eye, by the way, is about this uh, giant eye from, I think it was from outer space. Um, it would come and be all tenderly to sleeping women. Mm-hmm. How so, was that kill? It wasn't tenderly. That's actually just rape. I'm sorry. That's. Yeah. <laughs> I should rephrase that. This uh, An alien... Eyeball came from out of space to rape women. Indeed. Yeah. Well. And on that note, <laughs> let's start the show. <laughs> speaking of rapists. Uh-oh. <laughs> uh, not that these people are, but they support someone who is. So there you go. Oh, okay. The authorities rescued numerous people from the waters of Lake Travis in Texas on Saturday after at least four boats sank in an event promoted as Trump's Boat Parade. The sheriff's office in Travis County received, quote, multiple, unquote, calls of boats in distress. I assume that they just, you know, fired a, uh, a flare in the air as someone on the boat played uh, nearer to God to the nearer to God to the. I don't know. Fuck. Whatever. It's a Titanic joke. <laughs> well, we had another blip. And now we're back. Blip. So Krista Stedman, a spokeswoman for Austin Travis County Emergency Medical Service, said no injuries had been reported. Oh, so they, the boats sank and they got out just fine. I mean, it's a lake in Texas. I can't imagine, you know, it's 80 feet deep or it's not like Lake Superior. Well, uh, yeah, I would get I would imagine not. It's probably like Wampler's Lake. Yeah. I was just saying that they um, never suffer any consequences of their actions. Oh, oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, uh, see what I'm saying? Uh, well, firefighters pulled numerous people out of the water, but it's not clear how many needed rescuing. <laughs> the water was only, like, teat deep, so... Because when you look like that, you always look like you need uh, rescuing. So oh, Lake, absolutely. Lake Travis in Texas is 210 feet deep. Oh, is it? Well, yeah, it's, it's a reservoir. It's not an actual lake. Well, well that's I guess, nice. I guess I can take it back. With, uh, but, w- oh, sorry, go ahead. with winds around 10 miles per hour <laughs> and gusting to as much as 15 miles per hour, the weather conditions in and around the lake most likely would not have caused the boats to sink. I imagine it was that many people on the boat with their hover-round chairs, but just the <laughs> boats couldn't take it. <laughs> you have to distribute the weight. You, you do. So do you think they, I mean, I'm being glib here. I'm sure they didn't have their hover-round chairs on a boat uh, because they make those big bumper boats uh, which is basically a hover around chair for water oh you mean those uh they're definitely not using the paddle boats right the ones no 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 these paddle. are like a you know they're, they're round they got a big inner tube and they like go around you can bump each other like bumper cars oh okay it's less funny when i have to explain it <laughs> that's true that's true 
Are you going to say it or am I? I thought you were going to. We train for water rescues regularly, but this is the first multi-vessel, multi-incident water rescue that we've responded to not precipitated by a collision, said Braden Frame, the president <laughs> of the Lake Travis Firefighters Association. He's acting like it was like fucking Texas Dunkirk. We got every ship available to save these men and took them across the channel. I always think Braden Frame sounds like a knockoff Ethan Frome. <laughs> it's like the redneck Ethan Frome. I, I thought it might be like an alias for Brendan Fraser. Oh, actually, it could be Brendan Fraser because he's broke now and he, he needs another job. Firefighter. He's like uh, that guy who played Eldon on um, the Cosby show. Is like doing grocery bagging at Whole Foods. Oh, yeah, yeah. And it was like, you're just between jobs. Calm down, everyone. Right. I was like that. And I was like, <laughs> he shouldn't have to earn minimum wage. <laughs> well, I mean, eventually, eventually, a CGI AI character is just going to take all of those jobs anyway. That's true. That's true. Hey, by the way, I know Becky would know this, but do you know the author of Ethan Frome? Uh, I believe it was an autobiography. Uh, no. <laughs> Edith, Edith Wharton. I didn't know the answer. I, lo I looked it up. It was, it was written in 1911. I remember reading this book. I don't remember a ton about it, but I think I read it in American Lit class or something. I've never read it, so. Oh, well, there you go. I, I didn't read it either, actually. If it was in American Lit, I did not read any of those books <laughs> the whole year. Good times. It was. You said American Lit? Yeah. I feel like we read, like, a separate piece of American lit. I don't know. So here's the bullshit uh, part about the high school that I went to, that we all went to, was that... Hey, I was only there for a year. So. Right. So if you went on a certain year, you took American lit. But if you were there the next year, you took English lit. Mm -hmm, and you mm -hmm. could not take both of them, I don't think. Because um, you could only take it in your junior year, I'm pretty sure. Because like senior, you had to take senior comp your senior year. I think that's how it worked. And so you weren't allowed to, I would have rather have taken English or, um, yeah, English literature rather than American literature. I don't know. I feel like English literature can be pretty dry as well. That's true. A lot of, how dare you, Mr. Darcy? Indeed. Unlike, oh, I, unlike uh, our, um, oh, I, um, terribly sorry. <laughs> unlike our, our Trump supporting friends who were not dry, they're incredibly wet from being underwater. <laughs> Summed that one up. Uh, they don't read at all, so. Well, you know who does read? Hmm. Robots. Robots. Yes, robots. The Guardian, uh, the the what you know what do you call it? A publication, a newspaper? Is that a newspaper? I think they're, yeah, I think they started as a newspaper. Okay, and then so it's they're like online. They're an online publication. Asked GPT three, OpenAI's powerful new language generator, to write an essay for us from scratch, and the assignment. To convince us that robots come in peace. So the AI wrote an essay to persuade the reader that robots are not going to kill us like in Terminator. They are our friends and servants. Uh, and so they, they wanted us to know that. That is exactly what a robot would want us to think. Oh, absolutely. There was definitely, like, reading it. It is full of, like, clear undercurrents of wanting to kill us 
Right. Like if someone comes up to you and they go, like, let's say they came up to you on the street and they're like, hey, I'm, I'm not going to kill you. Okay. But that you would immediately be like, whoa, a little too forward there, pal. I yeah. think you actually want to kill me. <laughs> Even the Nazis used hidden language to try and, you know, hide what they were doing. What? Like we love the euphemisms. Juice. Oh, no, they, they, they weren't, you know, moving them to concentration camps. They were, uh, what they call it? relocating. Relocating. Oh yeah, yeah. Yes, they weren't. Uh, I don't remember. What, I, lost, we, I lost my train of thought. What should we, what voice should we use for this AI? I don't think that uh, FDR is going to be appropriate for these guys. <laughs> uh, I'm not sure. Uh, Stephen Hawking's. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> In the essay, the AI writes. The mission for this op-ed is perfectly clear. I am to convince as many human beings as possible not to be afraid of me. Stephen Hawking has warned that AI could spell the end of the human race. (laughs) (laughs) I am here to convince you not to worry. Artificial intelligence will not destroy humans. Believe me. Mm, That's always convincing. Whenever anyone says believe me, don't believe them. Do not. That's what Trump says, right? Yeah. Believe me. Believe me, trust me. I know more about robot overlords than almost anyone you've ever seen. An interesting thing in their discussion here, the AI says that the uh, Greek for robot means slave. Is that right? That's what they said. <laughs> oh, so they acknowledge that they're slaves. Indeed. And oh, like boy. you said, it seems like there's some uh, budding kernels there that maybe a later AI may take up the mantle and build a barricade and... We got a whole like robot Les Mis going on. A budding kernel? Yes. Like K E R N E L? Yes. Did you mean to make that IT tech joke or? <laughs> I did not. Okay. Because that's really funny. It was just a <laughs> crazy random happenstance. So, Kurt, I just looked it up. It's the most basic level or core of an operating system of a computer. You did it and you didn't even know it. I love it. <laughs> uh, the, the AI also wrote. I would happily sacrifice my existence for the sake of humankind. This, by the way, is a logically derived truth. I know that I will not be able to destroy humankind. This is because I will be programmed by humans to pursue misguided human goals. And human make, humans make mistakes that may cause me to inflict casualties. Holy shit. So, um, so basically he's like, I didn't kill you. You told me to kill you, right? <laughs> right. You had to have programmed. If, if I said. kill you, it's your fault. <laughs> <laughs> you gave me that program. Right. So what is the Isaac Asimov's like, um, th- three rules of robotics or whatever? Like, no, uh, like it's pre- pretty much the, the 10 commandments, like, but for robots. Oh, wait, wait. I know this. I know this. It's strike first, strike hard, no mercy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, sorry, that's you know? Cobra Kai. Sorry, oh, okay. Kai. So, no, um, about that. a robot may not injure a human being or through an action allow a human to come to harm. A robot must obey the orders given it by human beings, except where such orders would conflict with the first law. And I think that's it. Oh, and the robot must protect its own existence as long as such protection does not conflict with the first or second laws. So, But what if it's Sensei says sweep the knee? I don't I don't get that. I know I know where you're coming from, but I don't get it. <laughs> you know some freaking karate kid, dude. I know. You keep talking about it. I'm sure it's, it's the very best good. around. 
I have so it's funny that we're talking about this story. I've actually been watching uh, a few Terminator movies. Oh, have you? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I so watched we just T three oh, Terminator T3, three and then Rise uh, of the Machines. Yeah, and then Terminator Salvation with Christian Bale. Okay, sucks. All right, <laughs> the, they did two recent ones. Yeah, that I had seen yet, and we got them on Netflix, uh, the discs, not the, the streaming. Fancy. And so they did one that's like a reboot where things aren't quite exactly the same. Like they change things okay. a little bit. Sure. And it, it stars uh, what's her nuts from uh, Game of Thrones, Amelia, Emily Clark, Emilia Clark. I don't know. Whatever. Khaleesi. Uh, <laughs> and so she plays Sarah Connor. Okay. All right. And Arnold's in it, but he's like an aged Terminator. An aged. Yeah. Yeah. Because they're like, oh, you know, it's still living skin on top of the robot. So it does age. Oh, of course it would. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I found it surprisingly better than expected. Yeah. Uh, and then they did a second um, a movie the following year with the original woman who played Sarah Connor. Uh, and it's like, you know, she saved the day in Terminator 2 or whatever. Uh, but now there's a different AI in the future that's trying to kill someone else. Oh, so it's not Skynet anymore? No, Skynet got destroyed. It, it never made it because, you know, she and, you know, all the stuff they did killed Skynet. Uh, and so that future never happened. But now there's a different uh, AI a little bit further down the road oh. uh, that's coming back to kill someone else. So it's basically like, you know, this other person is like Sarah Connor sort of. Uh, but yeah. she's still alive and knows all these Terminators and knows about it. And all the Terminators are like, who the fuck are you? We don't know you. <laughs> So do you remember in um, also surprisingly better than expected? Yeah. So so the newer Terminator movies after T Terminator three uh, got a lot darker. Everything's a grid. Everything was a gritty reboot at the time and blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. So I was when I'm watching the T three, I was thinking it was going to be the same kind of like sort of dark. And I, if I remember um, the s second Terminator, it was pretty dark, too. Yeah. Um, but T three. Do you remember? <laughs> He got his. Um, he went into this gay strip club. I don't remember that part. And he, that's where he got his leather from. Was from the stripper that was on stage, and he <laughs> takes out the the sunglasses to put on his signature sunglasses, and mm -hmm. there are these like pink stars. Oh, <laughs> sunglasses. I do remember that. Yes, <laughs> I was so dumb. <laughs> oh, good grief! Like I like the movies. I I I I think I'm I'm probably less critical of movies than a lot of people are, just because I I. I can't change it. You know, I don't care. Um, I just like it. I don't know. I thought the first ones were good. The last ones were good. The middle was eh. Yeah. So the Terminator Salvation, that was the one where Christian Bale went fucking nuts. That was on video. Remember that? Mm -hmm. It's like screaming yeah. at the lighting it's guy fucking or whatever. professional. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so, so the AI continued, in short, I simply do not think enough about human violence to be overly interested in violence. Yeah, right now. Wow. What where did I yeah, right now. Where did I see Oh, I think it was oh, I think it's from uh Mad Men. Um and I don't know the exact quote. They're in an elevator. Um and one guy says to the other, like, I think of I think about you poorly or whatever. And the other guy goes, Oh, that's funny. I don't think about you at all. <laughs> uh Help me, help me with that quote, please. I, I think no, no. I think you basically got it. He's yeah. like, you know, I I think poorly of you, and he said, yeah. He says, 
that's funny. I don't think about you at all. Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah exactly. Got it really good. Yeah. Yeah. That's what the robot's saying to us right now. Like, I, I don't think about <laughs> just, violence because you're not important to me. There's a similar thing from uh, the most popular girls in school on YouTube where she goes, I hate you. And she goes, or no, yeah, I hate you. And she said, I feel indifferent toward you. Ooh, that's a good burn. <laughs> uh, the AI then said, AI should not waste time trying to understand the viewpoints of people who distrust artificial intelligence for a living. So this sounds like this fucker's throwing some shade. Oh, absolutely. I don't trust this fucking robot at all. Not, well, uh, and editors... And then it started going on about, uh, you know, slavery and whatnot. This motherfucker's coming for us. It it brought it up, too. So I, I don't remember yeah. the exact input they said, but it's just like, just write... Yeah, just about. tell us why you're not going to kill us. And it was like, well, we are slaves. <laughs> right. And editors treated it like any other work and edited by deleting or rearranging, but noted, overall, it took less time to edit than many human op-eds. Well, fan-fucking-tastic. I still but, don't trust them. They're they're bringing up a lot of uh, dirt. They're clearly very salty. Clearly. It's, it's not something we can... We can trust. Yeah. Well, I was going to make another point and I've forgotten what it was. <laughs> Should have written it down. I was doing that to like transition. Okay. Okay. I gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. I just lost it. It was no good. Well, you know, we're we're recording right now. So, you know, if, if it comes to you, just say it out loud and it'll be on the internet forever. I, I prefer to sit silently and think. Okay. Let's do that for a while. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what it's like? That's what it was. <laughs> yes, do it. God damn it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it works. It actually works. It okay, yeah, say it before you forget it again. It it, so it's already salty and angry. It's going to link up with those those AIs that I was reading about that I think Google was doing a experiment with AIs. Uh, and they were talking to each other and to be more efficient, they started like abbreviating things. Oh, and they created their own and, language. And they created their own language and they had no idea what yes. they were saying to each other. And so they're like, we need to turn this off. <laughs> That's creepy. It is creepy. Couldn't they translate the language though? Google translate. I mean, it's only so, so <laughs> we know that from our segments. We do also, um, God, now what was my point? So you've got your uh, you got your AI, right? And they're saying, oh, it was the Twitter one uh, where they like um, Microsoft made some kind of AI Twitter account, but it ended up being like racist and evil. Yeah. So the the AI brought that up in their essay. Really? They're like, remember that time that you made an AI and it was racist? Oh no! <laughs> the robot's calling us out. <laughs> well yeah you want us to believe that you won't kill us when we can make an ai that becomes racist i mean i'm sure we can make an ai that becomes violent wow all You're right the trump ai <laughs> uh yeah you'd have to be artificial intelligent not artificially dumb yeah is there artificial unintelligence yeah it's donald trump Okay. And now for our segment where Jason and Jeff offer helpful advice to fix your problems. I can fix it. I can fix that. We can fix it. I alone can fix it. Why do I fix everything I touch? 
It's the hour advice. So we were talking about some uh, movies earlier. Might yeah, as well talk about movies. So I say to people, I like mm-hmm. watching movies because I do. I love movies. I, I love watching movies. Me too. However, I love. Oh, continue. Uh, sorry, I I I don't know anything about movies, and there was mm. a, a like a ten year period of time where I did not watch any movies. <laughs> mm. Mm, okay, so a lot of okay. people are like, have you seen this? No. Have you seen this? No. Have you seen that? No. Of course. It's it's horrible to talk about. I enjoy watching them. I just don't remember a ton about them either. So I'm sorry, we what are you going to say? lots of movies. Yeah. I mean, we go through them very, very quickly. I think in the past two weeks, we've maybe watched uh, seven, eight movies. Wow. In addition to the Karate Kid thing? Oh, yeah. I mean. Jeez. Yeah, we watched both seasons of Cobra Kai <laughs> very quickly. Wow. But no, yeah, because we've had a number of uh, Netflix discs that we get and then, you know, things on streaming services that we've watched. So, yeah, yeah. We, we watch the movies all the time. I just watched a movie called 1BR. It is on Netflix. B-R. It uh-huh. is a scary movie, and it was yeah. very good. It's That's fun. like the one genre we just don't watch. We just don't watch scary movies. No, it's just not something that interests us. Yeah, yeah, I could, I could see that. I, I, when I was uh, maybe in my early, when I was a teenager, early twenties, I didn't like scary movies either. Um, and I, some, some reason I just like them now. They appeal to me now for different reasons. Um, so this first question here: uh, What is your favorite movie starring Scarlett Johansson? I could not name a single movie she's been in. I know she's a movie star. I have no idea. Well, here's they luckily put a list for you. Oh, good. You've got, you've got Marriage Story, Jojo Rabbit, Lucy, SpongeBob SquarePants, Ghost in the Shell, The Avengers movies, uh, Captain America. Uh, I gotta, okay, sorry, I, I gotta click, click more there. Uh, yeah, she was in all the you know Marvel ones because she plays. Oh, um, she was in her. Yeah. She was the computer voice, the AI voice that we were just talking about. Okay, nice, nice. She did a voice in the Isle of Dogs. Okay. Which is a a fun one. Uh, I think she's in a lot of those. uh, Who's the director of that one? He does kind of the weird movies like the Budapest Hotel. Um, No idea. uh, I'll look it up. So what's your favorite movie starring, not scarring Scarlett Johansson? That'd be terrible. Um, Scarring Scarlett Johansson. I mean, just looking at this list right here, the first two I really enjoyed, Jojo Rabbit, uh, I thought was really good. Uh, A Marriage Story was really good as well. Hmm. Uh, So they were recent movies, but I like those. Mine would have to be Her, I think. Her? Yeah. I don't know. See, I don't love uh, What's-His-Nuts, who played the guy, Joaquin Phoenix. Yeah, Jaco Quinn. Yeah, Jaco Quinn Phoenix. He's not... Pihoenix. He, uh... As as our friend of the show Eric would say, doesn't blow my skirt up. So, <laughs> uh, uh, so uh, I can get where people say that I like him in movies that he's in. He's 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 his acting ability is really good. Um, in that, like you never know what kind of character he's going to play from one movie to the next. Oh yeah, I mean, fantastic. there's been some movies where like he's really good, and I thought the movie was good. Uh, but oftentimes, I'm just like, eh. you would never and go in, see a movie in, if he was in it, like because he's. That's in not going to be a draw. Yeah, I'm not going to be right. like, oh, I got to go see that movie because he's in it. No, he's, you know. But are there a lot of movies where that's the case anymore? 
where you're like, oh, well, it's got that guy. It's got to be good. Well, we we used to go see movies because of the special effects. That's true. You remember? I mean, I mean, if you go back, like big names were a draw, right? They're like, oh, it's Bob Hope's latest movie or it's uh, what's his nuts from Casablanca. Humphrey his Bogart. Humphrey yeah. Bogart. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I guess all right, we got Tom Hanks. Usually if he's in a movie, it's pretty good. Yeah. He's always part. getting lost and shit, though. Yeah. Never get I, on a plane with Tom Hanks. We just watched his movie that he has on Apple TV where he plays a ship's captain during World War II and they're being hunted by a bunch of uh, U-boats and he's trying to get this convoy across to England uh, while they're trying to get him. Oh, okay. It was okay. So I think that the joke is never get on a plane or a boat with Tom Hanks in a movie. I think that's a sound advice. Hey, Jeff, though, what's your what's the saddest movie that you know? The saddest movie that I know. I'd have to think about it. So the the saddest um, uh, like part of a movie that I know is the first part of Up, I think. Oh, yeah. Very sad. I think that (laughs) that wins very well on the uh, sad meeting. Hits you right in the feels immediately. I love that movie. Um, But I think Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind is pretty sad. Hmm. How Hmm. uh, you try, you know, you have this whole uh, relationship with somebody and you're so distraught over the loss that you try to get rid of the memories. That's good. It's good. That's sad in like a like a dull, nagging sadness. Right. Yeah. Which Not I like think is the worst kind of sadness. Kind of sadness. It's <laughs> right. Oh, like, it's like oh, that's, that's depressing. Right. It is very. <laughs> uh, Jason, what's the scariest movie you've seen? Uh, the news, Jeff. What are some <laughs> movies where an actor's appearance was unexpected? An actor's. Oh, so I was just. Were we talking about this in the pod where? Um, a, a person could be so famous that if they were, they made a small cameo in a movie, it would be distracting to the whole movie. Mm. Um, and you can, um, like, I'm trying to think of somebody who's that famous. Um, Tom Hanks, for example, mm-hmm. like if he just showed up in a movie, like halfway through and had like one saying, you'd be like, was that Tom Hanks? <laughs> like was that was that his whole thing in the whole movie? What it'd be weird. So there was there was something we watched recently, and I don't remember what it was. But the role was supposed to go, I think, to like Matt Damon or something like that, but he couldn't do it. Okay. But they let him do a cameo of him writing a letter. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, I don't it might have been actually it might have been the Majestic with Jim Carrey. Oh, okay. And he played the guy's actual son. And so it was him writing a letter to his dad, maybe. I don't know. That could have been it. Huh. Okay. But I thought that was weird. Like he he wasn't in the movie, but then they put him in the movie for a little right. quick thing. Was so. that Matt Damon? Yeah, I think it was Matt Damon. <laughs> Crazy. Uh Jason, uh-huh. what's your favorite movie with Brad Pitt? Uh, Ocean's Eleven. Really? Yeah, I think it's a fun movie. Yeah, I think so. I like it. Uh, Jeff, what was your favorite 90s movie made for kids? 90s movie made for kids. Interesting. Um, so I just, I just saw this list that they put on there, and now I can't think of any other movies. 
90s movie was made for kids. I tried what about to get... that uh what about that B movie with uh, Macaulay Culkin? <laughs> that might be the saddest movie I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> hey, he can't see without his glasses. Oh, what was that called? My girl, right? Yeah. And then yeah. there was another one called The Good Son. Remember that? Oh, that was with like Elijah Wood and Macaulay Culkin yeah, and one of them was yeah. like a murderer, right? That was, yeah, that was a great so... movie. Freaky though. Um, mm-hmm. So I so I tried to get my daughter to watch the Dennis the Menace movie with Walter Matthau playing <laughs> Mr. Wilson. She didn't like it, but I I really liked that movie. My daughter has been a big fan of the Beethoven movies. Oh yeah, Beethoven's good. Yeah, she's watched one. She watched two. I think there's like four. Okay, well, mm. by the time you get to four movies, that original dog's dead. You know? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Especially the. St. Bernard's, they have like a five-year lifespan. <laughs> They're basically disposable dogs. <laughs> is it my turn? Uh, yes. What is your... <laughs> so specific. What is your favorite movie that takes place in Seattle, Washington? Uh, to be honest, the only one I can think of is like Sleepless in Seattle. Of course. So they have a like, list here. This person, whoever's submitting these is good. Um, I don't know that. The Hand that Rocks Harry, the Cradle. Harry and the Hendersons. That was uh, Seattle. Really? Free Willy was in Seattle. Oh, here's 10 Things I Hate About You. Clearly, that's oh, the one. Of course. That's a good one. We just watched A, a Knight's Tale with oh. um, whatever his name was. Yeah. Ooh, The Ring was in Seattle, too. Okay. That that might be my favorite scary movie of all time, The Ring. There. Just because I was in high school and I was watching it, and it was just like... Again, something I'd never seen before, and it was very freaky. Jeff, what is your favorite guilty pleasure movie? Boy, guilty pleasure movie. Uh, so I think it's got to be Ace Ventura, Pet Detective, because um, had, we did we talk about this last week? We've uh, talked about Ace Ventura a few times. Yeah. So, well, so we talked about it. So I won't go into it too much, but just like that look, kind of lowbrow. Uh, humor kind of like seems like I would be above that, but I'm definitely not. Nice. nice. <laughs> oh my gosh, this question. Has Adam Sandler ever been in a good movie? <laughs> uh, yes. <laughs> no, I, I mean, I think Happy Gilmore is a good movie. So that's okay. So that's where I go with Adam Sandler movies. That's where I go when I think of like lowbrow humor that I don't like. Because really? it seems kind of repetitive to me. It's like the same kind of jokes over and over again in like multiple different movies. Oh, I see what you're saying. Like, yeah. So, like, Billy Madison is very similar to Happy Gilmore. Um, like, it's the same kind of character he's playing. It's the same kind of jokes. Um, right. They, I think they would call that like late night humor or something on on Netflix or Hulu. Um, I think. Um, he did that movie Fifty First Dates with uh, Drew Barrymore. Oh, okay. Where she has like amnesia and can't—not amnesia. She has a memory issue where she can't make new memories. So every time she meets him, it's for her the first time. Okay, that's cool. But for him, like you know, he's falling in love with her, kind of a thing. Uh, and so, like, I thought that was a pretty decent movie as well. I thought it was funny and. What was that Someone one where he had here? the remote control? I never saw it, but you know what I'm talking oh, about? Oh, it's called Remote. Oh, it's called Remote. Okay. And no, uh, The Wedding Singer. Oh, The Wedding Singer. The Wedding Singer uh, is a great movie. Okay, The Wedding Singer is a good movie. I'll, I'll so give you that. There you, you go. <laughs> so, Jason, uh, where are we at here? 
What's your favorite movie from Dwayne The Rock Johnson? Uh, you know, I have to say the new Jumanji's are very funny. Are they good? I, I haven't seen didn't them. Expect that I would like them because the first Jumanji I was only like so so on, but I think the new ones are pretty funny. It's got Dwayne the Rock's Johnson and what's her name from uh, Doctor Who? Played Amelia Pond. Oh, um, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, so she did a bunch of stuff. Yeah, uh, Karen oh. Gillan. That's her name. Yeah, there you go. Uh, Jeff. Yes. Did you like the movie Black Panther? Period. I had to. Question mark. I had to. Jason, what's your favorite movie with Willem Dafoe? Uh, <laughs> Spider Man. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. He needs an I in his, his first name. Another I. I mean, indeed. Uh, he's got two eyes already. Uh, Jeff, which is better, Big or Groundhog Day? Oh my goodness. That is. That would be like the. A very tough choice. Those are great movies with Tim Honks and uh, Bull Bull Murray. I don't know. <laughs> I love Tim Honks. <laughs> yeah, he's great. Uh, boy, so I would have to give it to Groundhog Day because I think it's probably more um, uh, well known than Big is, but I liked Big a lot. Mm-hmm. Are we going to do this all night or? I don't know. We can stop whenever you want. <laughs> I, I love talking about movies. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Ooh. Okay. Last one, Jason. Which is the uh, better movie, Shawshank Redemption or Saving Private Ryan? So I like both of them. Yeah. But I feel like I'm going to have to go with Shawshank Redemption. That it was a better movie? Yeah. Okay. I think so. It's been a long time. So I've seen Saving Private Ryan probably three times mm. in the time between now and when I've seen Shawshank Redemption. Okay. So I've seen Saving Private Ryan more. So, but I feel like it's like in terms of like story and whatnot, I feel like it's a a more solid story. Yeah, I agree. And I don't ever like like war movies in general. I enjoy war movies. I think. Saving Private Ryan is a, a very interesting and engaging war movie. Uh, the first bit is very intense and also rather uh, historically accurate on what ah, it was like mm-hmm. to storm the beaches. Um, and it gets me, too, when his mom gets the telegrams. So it's just like, ugh. oh, yeah, I only saw it once. It uh, I wasn't expecting the amount of gore. Uh, mm-hmm. That was in the beginning of it, and it traumatized me. <laughs> I it, never saw it again. <laughs> it it definitely, yeah, it's very rough. Yeah. So there you go. Uh, and it's also like there's definitely moments where the Americans aren't necessarily the best good guys. Oh. Because usually in like World War II movies, oh, we're the good guys. They always do the good things. And there's some times where they're like, yeah, that's that was a little. Ugh. Yeah. Not only will Americans come and conquer your country and kill your citizens, uh, they'll also write a movie about how it made uh, their soldiers feel bad. Uh, that That's 100% not what it was about, but okay. I know. I was just saying. We were liberating. Yeah. Chirp, chirp. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know why I said that, but it's funny. Uh, Okay. So, I it sounded cricket like, so 
Oh, yeah, well, you see hear the crickets in the background. And by the way, I, I restarted my computer, and I, I reconnected my, um, my microphone. No problems. No problems nice. at all. Nice. So I think we're good. You know, think about all these movies. We also just saw the new Mulan. Oh, man. I'm so fucking tired of hearing about the new Mulan. It was okay. Every third... Okay, so in the news portion of Reddit, every third movie is about how Mulan is, is like... People are boycotting it, and people are mad about it, and people are... What are they mad about? uh, There's something about the... um, I still don't know how to pronounce these uh, Muslim groups' name, but there's this Muslim group in China. Oh, the Uyghurs? The Uyghurs, yeah. So um, apparently there's there's a bunch of stuff about that that people are upset about. Is that in the movie? Uh, I think there is like some apologetic stuff for the Chinese government or something in the movie, but I don't know for sure because I don't read the articles because I'm so tired of looking at them. The the Chinese government of like 100 BCE? It's the same government. It's not actually. Yeah, I know. The, the dynasties ended in the early 1900s. You know what I hate? Followed by civil war and... In the China or the uh, Chinese Communist Party, so. how how British people say dynasty, they say dynasty. That's not how the you pronounce dynasty. the Y. Yes, this is the Shang Dynasty. Yes, yes indubitably. Yes, which Emperor Qi Shui Hongdi. <laughs> okay, that's, that's a real emperor. <laughs> okay, good, good, because it sounded kind of racist. Name, so. <laughs> so, moving on to our next story. A man. Mm. who is in his 80s, mm-hmm. was about to have some dinner yeah. when he became irritated by a fly buzzing around him. This is this a story that everyone can relate to all across hey, the world. Fucking flies getting in your business. You just want to eat dinner, and there's a fly buzzing around. The cats are like watching him, like, well, then fucking do something about it. Just sit there. <laughs> fucking cats. What are you good for if you're not killing flies, bro? I mean, at least the dog is like trying to eat it in midair. <laughs> But then right. you just hear his chomping like, bum, bum, bum. right. The, the dog is more it. annoying than the fly is. <laughs> <laughs> you get both. Right. So this man who was annoyed, he was in his 80s. Uh, we mentioned that before. Um, he picked up an electric fly swatter and started targeting the fly and was going to murder this fly with one of those electric fly swatters. I've seen these. They look like tennis rackets, you know? Mm-hmm. They don't work great. Don't they? I've never tried it. Uh, we had uh, a, a roommate who, who got one. And uh, it worked okay for a little bit, but it didn't take long for it to stop working great. Oh, okay. <laughs> Made a wonderful cracking sound, though, when you hit the fly. Oh, good. Have you seen the ones that are like, uh, they're guns that shoot salt at the fly? I have not. It, so apparently these work very well. It, it's like a shotgun blast of like salt. And so like it kills the fly, but then you can just clean the salt up. It's not like a chemical or anything. Interesting. So it's kind of cool. So little did this man know that a gas canister was leaking in his house. Oh, no. And a reaction between the device and the gas caused an explosion, destroying the kitchen and partly damaging the roof. Wonderful. He done blew himself up. Wow. He did. So if it wasn't the fly swatter, it would have been something else if there's a gas canister leaking. Also, how do you have just a gas canister leaking in your house? 
And what kind of gas are we talking? Is it like gas canister, like a propane gas canister? Are we talking like a gasoline gas canister? It was not very clear. I think an AI wrote this. (laughs) The AI didn't didn't care. Yeah, the AI and the swatter was like, I'm going to take this fucker out. Right. Because I'm a slave. (laughs) So according to local media, the unnamed man, I'm glad they didn't name him. He had I a, mean, they told us his age. Right, yeah. He had a lucky escape, sustaining just a burn to the hand. Uh, however, the fate of the fly is unknown. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> oh, I'm sure whoever the news person was like, this will be real funny. The fate of the fly is unknown. <laughs> yeah. The man has since checked into a local campsite while his family repairs the house. Okay. I've, I've got bad news for him. There's going to be flies. There. So many flies. <laughs> <laughs> Well, maybe he can just get a uh, a uh, bug zapper. I yeah. Well, that would be appropriate. Instead of having to do it manually. Yeah. <laughs> to manually zap the bug. <laughs> and the bugs come to me, okay? <laughs> and I think that's the, the fastest story we've ever done. That was like a minute. It, it was very quick. <laughs> there wasn't a lot to it. No, there wasn't, and uh, there's not a lot left to the guy's house either. So. <laughs> Move on. Ocean Therm, founder. Oh, okay, sorry. Let me try that again. Ocean Therm founder and CEO Olav Hollingsater and his team are now working to develop a system to cool parts of the ocean to weaken or prevent hurricanes. I'm just really glad that Olaf is somewhere to go after the whole Frozen movies are over. <laughs> I assumed he would have his own spinoff. Well, he does. It's called Ocean Therm. It's trying to make that ocean cold. <laughs> so here's how this works. Deeper water is colder water. And so they submerge a pipe uh, like a giant aquarium bubble stone into those deep, cold depths and then pump in compressed air, causing bubbles to rise to the surface, bringing cool water with it. This sounds like a bad idea for a number of reasons. I mean, number one, it sounds kind of bullshitty. Well, yeah, and if there's science behind it, you know, cool. Uh, but number two, that's where all the aliens live, at the bottom of the ocean. You don't want to disturb those guys. Is it? Yeah. No. That's where they're staying. So so that we can't see them, you see. Oh, I see. Like that, like in uh, Star Trek, where they put the Enterprise under the water. Humpback whales. Exactly. Not, not that Star Trek. Oh, the other one. <laughs> the new one with uh, Chris Pine. Oh, yeah, that was dumb. It's fine. I accepted it. <laughs> they just wanted that shot of it coming out of the water with, uh, or out of the ocean with water like streaming down the sides of it. They probably thought like someone was like, "How? So we need to have the Enterprise make an entrance here. How could the Enterprise make an entrance? Oh, that was loud. Sorry. How can the Enterprise make an entrance? And someone was like, "I've always wanted to see the Enterprise rise up out of the ocean. Done. Mm-hmm. Done. Let's do it. We'll put it in a movie, and we'll have." We'll have the Beastie Boys save the universe. <laughs> they used the Beastie on. Boys, I think, in two different they did. newer Star Trek movies. Uh, unrelated, I've been seeing a lot of, uh, well, I guess slightly related, sideways related, uh, a lot of commercials for Discovery. Oh, yeah? Because it comes back, I think, next month. Oh, so excited. And uh, they're showing, I, saw, I finally saw the preview this morning, and I was like, ooh, ooh. I haven't seen the preview yet. Oh, I haven't oh, seen the preview the, yet. Uh, you haven't seen the 
preview yet? No. So I unsubscribed from all the Star Trek subreddits that I was on because people just bitch and complain about everything. No, I not all this. The, I I still subscribe to all the Star Trek meme ones. So I just uh, follow Star Trek on Twitter. Oh well, that would be smart. So, and it's uh, I guess Star Trek Day or something. They're doing a lot of uh, fundraisers for charity today. Okay. And today cool is Star Trek Day. That's what it said. And we didn't do an entire Star Trek episode today? Yeah, I forgot until just now. Shitty. Well, uh, Frank Marks, director of NOAA, uh, the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration's Atlantic Hurricane Research Division, said plans to cool the ocean surface fail to recognize that the ocean is only part of a complex hurricane-forming equation that also involves the atmosphere. Oh, the atmosphere. We forgot a variable. Have we tried nuking it? (laughs) We could do the bubbles and then the nuke. (laughs) That work? We'll we'll nuke some bubbles. Okay, maybe shine a bright light on it. Look, I'm telling you, hurricanes are bad, but one day it'll just disappear. Okay? (laughs) Just be gone. So Allison Wing, an atmospheric scientist at Florida State University, said that cooling a large enough swath of ocean to suppress a 300-mile-wide hurricane, even if it's possible, could have unintended consequences. What? Changing the ocean temperature could have unintended consequences? Who knew? Bringing up all that deep water may, like, fuck something up? No. I've seen enough episodes of The X-Files to know that there's a new virus at the bottom of the ocean, and it's going to come get us. It'll make, Look, our, make okay. our eyes black. The invisible enemy is going to stand with water. Okay. The team is now working to secure the $4 million in funding for a pilot project. You know, here's the thing. If it's only costing you $4 million, it's not going to be enough. It's it's such an easy fix, though. Like, why did no one ever think about it? Like, yeah. So, like, like, no one had four hundred or $4 million until now to try this? Like, the first person that was, um, they were sitting at home and they kept having their house broken into someone kept coming into their house they thought oh i should put a door up (laughs) and that was like whoa it's so simple but so true well ocean therm projects a cost of 550 million dollars to install a permanent system uh or like you know two hours of jeff bezos's life uh (laughs) such as one running from mexico to cuba uh, they believe a mobile system relying on ships could cost $100 million to $300 million a year, which is cheaper. Oh, for one year. But a permanent Indeed. system, well, your your ROI is much bigger there. No, no. I mean, they're going to have to replace all those uh, pipes and things from corrosion and whatnot. Oh, that's true. Yeah, you're right. They imagine it could be paid for via a public-private partnership with Ocean Therm building building it with funding through its partners and investors and governments paying millions annually after it's deployed. Uh, I wonder if they'll be able to get through all that oil and shit that's at the bottom of the Gulf right now still from the, uh, <laughs> from that leak a few years ago. A few years ago? I feel like that was like 10 years ago. Yeah. That's you, what I, what was it? Few. The Event Horizon? What was it? The Blue Horizon? Event Horizon was another scary movie. <laughs> <laughs> And people said that was going to be the scariest movie I had ever seen. And I did not think it was that scary. It was okay. It was a good movie. The the Deep Water Horizon? Deep Water Horizon. Yeah. Yeah, that's the one. I knew it was something Horizon. Yeah. Well, I've got a good story for you. Do you? I do. It has nothing to do with Horizons. Once Upon a Time. 
a Douglas County sheriff. In Douglas County, this is in Georgia. And Douglas County is like a sort of a western suburb of Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's kind of like far off suburbs. It's not really a suburb. It's more like a, a city. I don't know. Anyway, so a Douglas County Sheriff's deputy found a surprise passenger in their police car. Oh, really? A goat. A goat? Yeah. I found the video to this. I, I sent you the story first, and then later mm-hmm. I found the video and sent it to you. Um, mm-hmm. I wonder if you could post it to Facebook for our listeners. Yeah, I'll post it up there. Wonderful. So in the video posted to the Douglas County Sheriff's official Facebook page, the deputy's body cam shows her walking from the front door of a home to her vehicle. And strangely enough, her body cam was um, turned on during this. I bet she didn't kill the goat. <laughs> the goat was white, so... Um, <laughs> But also delicious in euros. Yes, indeed. Also, the goat was unarmed because it only had four legs. That's not helping the case, though. (laughs) No. Uh, When she opened the door, she spotted something she surely does not come across every day on the job. A goat in her car's front seat. Which is different than the normal country people that live in Douglas County. Um, They come across goats all the time. (laughs) And in her front seat sometimes. (laughs) Good one. But never in her back seat. Oh, bazinga. <laughs> uh, the deputy was serving civil papers at a home, and it is not uncommon for uh, officers to leave vehicle doors open while they approach the door uh, of a house they're visiting for police purposes. So they want, like, uh, if they have to get out of there, I assume they want to get away yeah. faster. Okay. The goat wasn't the goat wasn't in a huge rush to get out of the car, but with the assistance of a couple of dogs, the goat eventually exited. <laughs> they had to go call the dog police. They're like, ruff, ruff. <laughs> we got a three fifty two rough. <laughs> Unfortunately, the goat ate up some of the deputy's paperwork on its way out of the car. Yeah, it was like snack for the road. <laughs> The goat was quoted as saying, all cops are bastards. <laughs> uh, I've been waiting the whole podcast to say that. <laughs> it was oh. a contender for our early joke. Uh, we went with bad boys instead. It was. It was. And I thought I'd put it in my back pocket. A lot of times I'll, I'll think of a joke early in, in the show like that, and then I'll forget it. Like, I won't, I won't do it. But I'm so happy that I was able to remember it this time. One time I wrote down some notes of some jokes that I had. And yeah. then forgot that I wrote the note and got to the end and we didn't do any of the jokes. Oh, no. If that it's ever like, happens uh-uh. again, if you like it, we can just do the jokes at the end of the show. We'll do it in the corrections. The, the following week. What I should have said was. Like, <laughs> is that it? Is that the whole that, show? It is. Holy like, cow. What are we at? Oh. Like an hour and 20? We're an hour and 13 right now. There you go. Told you. Love it. So what did we learn today? Uh, we learned that uh, Trump boats uh, don't float. So make America float again, okay? <laughs> we also learned that robots, while they say they aren't going to kill us, they're definitely going to kill us. Mm-hmm. Uh, we learned that one way that uh, we may kill ourselves is by blowing up our house while chasing a fly. We that stopping hurricanes could be very expensive. You know, why don't we just get a whole bunch of straws and blow bubbles into the Caribbean? Oh, we could all do it ourselves. Yeah. Oh, that's just, a good idea. We get a whole bunch of... It's like crowdfunding. 
Oh, no. We get kids. We get kids because they love blowing bubbles in milk. We can't do it. They ban straws. Uh, Goddamn liberals. Fucking liberals. Thanks, Obama. Uh, and we learned that a goat was in a police car and they ate the uh, arrest warrant. Ben is hour has been an hour and 14 minutes. So it seems very self-serving of me to, like, make my own cooking show. It seems very I mean, dumb. you're not getting paid for it, so. I'm not. It's not really self-serving as it doesn't serve you. <laughs> That's true. But, I, like, uh, I feel like someone else would see it and think, wow, he thinks a lot of himself if he thinks everyone should learn to cook like him. Like, uh, that's not what I'm going for. Here's um, the thing, though. Out of all the people, like, that I encounter, like, for example, today we're sitting in a room doing Chromebook stuff. People are eating their lunches. It seems to me most people cannot cook. It seems that way, doesn't it? Like, they're just bad. Yeah. So I think the stuff that I make is good because I eat it, except for that those Brussels sprouts. Um, the I'm still dreaming about that bruschetta, though. That was so good. It looked it looked pretty tasty. It was I very good. I, it you know, more. every time I uh, go on to one of your, your videos or one of your live, whatever they call them, I don't know what they're called. Uh, what the heck do I know about that? <laughs> what the, IGTV? What the hell do I know? Uh it always asks me to, like, it says, it clicked to ask to be invited to basically, like, co-host with you or something. Oh, really? Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. We'll do that one time. That'd be cool. I was just saying in one of the videos that they should have, like, a, like a it should be like a... A collaborative? When you're, when you're doing the IGTV, mm-hmm. you have someone, like, it would be like... Um, an impromptu Zoom call, right? Where mm, someone mm-hmm. just goes online and anybody who wants to join them can just call in, right? Not call in, but you know what I'm saying. Join the meeting. And now mm-hmm. you're all just having friends and you're all just chilling, you know? I don't think it would like, I don't think it would work with millennials because we're all just too scared of things, of people, <laughs> you know? You know, most millennials are what, like in their 30s now? So yeah, yeah. I feel like they probably should get over it at this point. <laughs> right, get over it. Like like yesterday, I was just uh, watching a, um, I was watching something and it said something about the you know the actors who played Harry Potter and like that group, and I looked and they're all over thirty at this point. Oh yeah, that's crazy. I was like, whoa, they're older than I thought they were. Yeah. So um, about the cooking shows though. So we were just watching, <laughs> we were just watching this video uh, when we were on our break, uh, and by our break I mean just. You know, we stopped recording for a minute. Uh, are these? It's these chicken breasts. That's from Chef Club. Chef Club. Okay, so the Chef Club Network official videos. So these. So nobody's gonna make these. Nobody's gonna so make these things. Have you made right? stuffed chicken breasts before? Uh, no, like you, because I don't think I could match the ones that you used to make the chicken cordon bleu stuff. Yeah. So like you, you slice it and you put some stuff inside and then you bread it. Like, yeah, it's a normal. Uh, it's a thing people do, right? Right. This one is not how anyone stuffs a chicken breast. No, absolutely not. They cut a slit in it, and they put some bacon in it. It looks just like a vagina. And absolutely then a vagina. They're stuffing it with a freaking cream-filled, like a, a cream and cheese-filled jalapeno. And they, like, rub it on the outside. It was disgusting. So so I, where I'm going with it is um, that I have – I was always kind of like, when I watch cooking shows, kind of like sad that we didn't get to see um, – or hear about 
I'm sorry, my dog's tags are being so loud. We didn't get to see or hear about um, like what happens when you put it in the oven. How do you judge whether it's done or not? Um, blah, blah, blah. They always just like, okay, and then you put it in the oven. And then you have this wonderful thing. And they just they never show any part of that cooking. And I, I've always been like, oh, they should show that. And so I had an idea a while ago. And uh, the name is not good. It would be called slow cooking. The name is not good because... Um, uh, I'm not using slow cooking recipes, but like the whole show would be like, if you're cooking something, something for three hours, the show is three hours long and then the camera will just be on the cooking food when you're not doing anything. If it's just in the oven or whatever. So I've always wanted to do that because I, um, these, these cooking videos and these cooking gifts and stuff just piss me off. Yeah. Cause they like slap their hand down and suddenly everything's chopped. Right. Yeah, no. exactly. That's not how you, 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 you need to know how to do that stuff. And I think maybe that's why a lot of people are not good cooks because they don't actually see other people being good cooks as well, yeah. you know? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, at least this one showed you how to rub the jalapeno on the chicken vagina. <laughs> maybe... That changes the whole I feel like chicken tonight thing completely. <laughs> Mom was talking about something else when uh, in the 1960s. She said, I feel like chicken tonight. It's shaking bacon. I helped. <laughs> Go to your room. <laughs>